Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. From the Adult Swim Pop-Up Studio on Fashionable Canal Street in Lower Manhattan, I'm Matt Harrigan with the Adult Swim Podcast. Today I'm talking with the guy behind a lot of great Adult Swim cartoons like Super Joe, Ballmasters 9009, Christy Correctus. bite my tongue when I eat a lot because I'm so excited I eat too fast. You cook for yourself? Yes. Every night? Not every night. When I get busy, sometimes I don't because I'm you know, you're lazy, you don't want to clean up, but I, a lot, I try to. What's your go-to? You know what I've been doing lately is I make, I chop up a ton of spinach in a bowl and I make like a salad, but I put, um, this is going to sound weird, but it tastes really good, but I always have like blueberries or some kind of berry. I chop up banana, nuts, you know, mixed nuts. Yeah. Um, What do I put in with it? And then usually I fry a couple eggs and throw it on top. That does and sound weird. You're then right. I usually use something like um, a pear or an apple, and I just put that. But a big bowl like this, but you're totally full. I eat that in the summer a lot. Fruit and eggs. Yeah, it sounds weird. It but, does. But like the salty, the yeah. salty and the sweet taste super good. Like, but it sounds so bizarre. I was with my friends. I was like, try this. It tastes really good. The banana, <laughs> it's sweet, but like egg and all that. Ah, oh, it's really good. Eggs with bananas and blueberries. Yeah, and spinach. Tons of spinach. Raw spinach. Wow. It's really healthy. You look like you're in pretty good shape. I, I started, I stopped drinking for almost 200 days, but then I started again, as you know. And 200 I, days. Something like that. Uh-huh. And then, um, but then I started exercising again. You know, you walk and run a lot here. Do you count that? Do you count the days like? I did when I was doing it. I was kind of, me and my friend did it together. My friend, Mike Carlo, who does the. Is a court order or, or a personal challenge? Personal challenge. <laughs> <laughs> improve my, uh. I'll tell you, I, we might do it again. I felt really positive. You just have so much energy. I get, I get, I, if I if I start drinking a lot, I get depressed. I know it's a depressant, but so you got with your friend. Me and my friend were like just both kind of going through a similar thing. Like let's just go sober together because I had this other friend who did. It. He had a friend who did it, and I had a friend who did it, and they were both pretty big drunks. And I and when I saw my friend, he's like, dude, I've been sober a year. I saw him in LA. I was like, I can't believe it. He looked, I mean, he looked like a, he looked like he de-aged 10 years. I'm not even joking. And uh, he was really happy and he was so psyched. I was like, crap, I, you're kind of inspiring me to try this. I always talk about it. I never do it. And we did it. It was, it was fun. Why had you decided to stop at 200? Was 200 your goal? No, I was trying to do it for one year. But then I, I was at this animation festival called Glass in Berkeley. And it's, it's kind of like when I see you guys, it's like, you see people once a year, twice a year. It's like, ah, I want to party with these guys. I see them once a year. And I was in the, I was in the festival and I was just feeling really good. And then I kind of was like, I'll just drink at the festival. And then when I got back, you know, once in a while, but, but much less than before. You broke the seal. Yeah. What do you drink? <laughs> what don't I drink? I don't know. I, I, you know, it's funny. I was, I was drinking, I don't know, whiskey and tequila, I guess, but I, I stopped drinking beer for a while, but in the summer, man, a cold beer. I love it. I love it. Uh, you, but you look healthy. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, I, I probably drink maybe once a week now. Maybe I don't count it, but I, I try not to. 
I mean, again, you special occasions, you know? Yeah. I mean, it used to just be every night. Like, oh, I'm home. I'll have a, you know, it was too much. We're too old for that nonsense. But also, you know, when, when I'm busy, when I'm in production of the show and everything, um, this was another big thing. I, you know, I get, I'm a really high energy stressed dude. I get stressed, you know? And um, I used to think that like, you know, when you're stressed, like, well, you know, can I swear on this? I don't want to, yeah. you, you know, you'd be like, fuck it. I'm going to have a drink. And that just makes you more stressed. You just, and I, I found when I, when, I, when you're stressed, just whatever the stress is, figure out what it is, deal with it. And then you're not stressed anymore. And I, I mean, it sounds so dumb to learn this at like age 40 something, but like, I just feel like, uh, just a lot more chilled out these days than I used to be. Do you feel your mortality impro- uh, approaching impending? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I think, how uh, how do you think you'll die? Do you think? How old? How do, how do you think you'll die? Heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. What's your choice? If you have a choice. You know, it's funny. I know this is horrible. I don't want to just die in their sleep so they don't know. But it, it might kind of be cool to die in some crazy way. You know, like, well, the airplane's going down. I guess I got to be in a plane crash. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't want that. But yeah. Oh, I know. I wanted to, you know, it, well, I mean, probably be cool to die from some really insane sex. Right. So your <laughs> that would be so bad. Heart explodes. Yeah. I would like that to happen. I mean, I think about a lot of your cartoons and they have they're very uh, some violent deaths in it. I got Everyone always asks me that, and I think part of it is this massive fear. I used, I don't know. I used to be terrified of. I don't want to think about it, but lately I don't care anymore. But um, that death stuff is more for the visual gags. I mean, it really is a vehicle to be funny. Like, how many ways can you creatively kill somebody? I know that sounds dumb, but I, I swear to God, like sometimes people that are when people are really turned off by the violence of that stuff, I'm I'm always surprised because when I watch like Super Jail, it just is so stupid to me. It's like. You know, these super fake kind of, you know, muscle guys drawn bad yeah. dying. It's like, mm. even though when we used to draw the show and draw guys with tattoos all over their faces, there weren't actual people with tattoos all over their faces yet. Now there is. So you, you started that. I don't know if we started it. I mean, I think, I think, I don't know if Mike Tyson had done it already, but like, you, see, I mean, I see normal people with tattoos on their faces these days. And like a lot of, you know, famous, you know, I don't know, rappers and people have them and stuff now, but like people really have them. I mean... Have you gotten some uh, standards and practices notes over the years? Mm-hmm. What do they typically? I'll tell you. Say? This is what's so funny. They're 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 way more sensitive about religion and uh, uh, stuff like children, like not the violence. Like you, we'll like eviscerate a guy. Like we'll do all this stuff, and usually we can get around it. Like they'll be like, "Oh, can you tone it down?" I'll be like, "How about we color it not realistic?" But the show isn't colored realistic, so it matches the world. So like. I'll go, we'll make the, we'll make the guts pink and yellow. And they go, oh yeah, that's fine. Cause it sounds, but when you see it drawn, it still looks gross. But, um, the, I remember a really crazy one. There was a, it was like a, a jail, jailbot was getting jackknife in a church and there was like a, a Jesus on a cross and we wanted to have like the face turning, jailbot was, G, you know, bleh, pretending he was Jesus. So he was going to rip himself off the cross and jump down and beat, you know, Jesus was going to beat up jackknife and they're like oh you cannot show jesus ripping himself off a cross and we were like okay can we? and then we were like well can we show we'll just show the ground and we see the nails the bloody nails like dink dink you know they fall on the ground and then his feet <laughs> like he lands and yeah that's fine i'm like what is the difference and then but then when he beats him up the joke is that he nails jackknife to the cross but so we could show jesus nailing a, someone else to the cross but not ripping himself freeing himself off the cross that just seemed weird to me I'm surprised they weren't like, no, you can't do any of this. Like, stop. 
So they were letting you do some of it. Yeah. Do you think they had conversations amongst themselves? Like, I, I don't know how they even decide what's acceptable or not. I mean, I don't, there's not a, a rule book. Yeah. It sounds I mean, like who's a like, hard mm, job. that's a little weird. Yeah. And it's got to change over time. I mean, I mean, if you want to get away with something and you're worried, make a red herring and make it so crazy that they have to note it. And then when you tone it down, it'll be what you originally wanted anyways. So like for Alice, um, you know, Alice in Super Jail had like a bulge and we were kind of worried like, man, I wonder if they're going to let us do this bulge. And this one guy on the show was like, someone had, sometimes people would draw like a huge dick, like a big, and I was like, don't ever draw a dick. Like, I don't want to ever see a dick. It should be just a funny bulge. And he's like, no, we got to make it really, he, this guy actually said this. He's like, we got to make it crazy. So they make, tell us we can't. And the, it worked. They were like, we drew this really big boner. And they were like, <laughs> don't, you can never do that. And, and we were like, well, can we? Can we? They wanted us to get rid of the bulge. We were like, "Can we just make it as long as it's not recognizable as anything realistic?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure." So now it's again, it's funnier because it's just you're like, "What is under there?" So you go hardcore, go expecting like, to be dialed from back. one to ten, go to a hundred, and then they'll dial you back to to nine. <laughs> why do you think you want to do that? Why do Why do you want to um? What What's Why do you want to have it be so shocking? Well, that's the thing. I don't think it's shocking at all. I just, I think they think it's shocking. So I'm just like. It's a cartoon. It's yeah. supposed to be funny. Are you into shocking them, though? Not really. I, you, you think this? I don't like. I'm. I told you this. Like, I'm kind of a nervous dude. Like, I don't like. I don't like that shocky humor. Like, you know those people that are always on and they're like, blah, blah, and they make you all nervous all the time. I don't. I don't really like that. <laughs> Surprisingly. Yeah, you're pretty high energy. I'm high energy, but I don't think I'm trying to offend or shock anyone. I just want to have fun and be psyched. So, why do you think you make cartoons then? Well, I used to want to do live action, but the reason I did cartoons was because in school, like when you do live action, you got to work with people. Like you need a someone, the guy to hold the lights and the microphone and the act. You got to depend on all these other people, yeah. which you do with animation as well. But like when I started doing it, I mean, you can do it alone in your room. So you can just do whatever you want and you don't have to work with other people. So it's, I don't know, it just was, I mean, I always like to draw cartoons and stuff, you know, it's much more of a personal medium. You can, you can do more. If it's do more, it's just you can do it without. You don't need to rely on things. Like say, say you want to do a shoot, but then the the guy doesn't show up, or say the person doesn't want to do what you want in your head. And and again, I think I used to get a lot of anxiety about working with other people and having to be like, you know, you got to kind of, you know, what's the word? Like, I mean, I still want to do live action sometimes because, and I think I'm a little more comfortable with people. But you know what I mean? I mean, you got to kind of. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, every show we've done is a massive collaborative effort, and everybody adds so much to it. I mean. Sometimes I don't even feel like I made this stuff. I feel like other people made it. Have you done a lot of live action? Any, any live action stuff? Not really. I mean, in college maybe, but yeah. just little things. What's your background? From school, you mean? Yeah. Um, I went to, to RISD, to Rhode Island School School of Design. And, uh, you know, they it's like art school, but did animation and film. So you drew a lot on your notebooks and stuff in school? Yep. Always. Did you almost go into something different? Like when you were in high school, you thought maybe I'd be a... No, I always thought I'd do something with drawing art or something. I mean, I used to draw when I was a kid. I mean, my mom used to buy, this is funny, you know, you know those like those brown bags you used to get at the gro- grocery yeah. store? My mom would stop buying paper because she's like, you go through too much paper. I can't afford it. We can't, I'm not <laughs> buying all this paper. So we'd rip the grocery bags. We'd get those bags like that and we'd split them down the sides and make them long and we'd, we'd draw these big wars and stuff. Way. I mean, my, I have a, my brother's a year younger. We used to always draw together. He still is creative and stuff, but he didn't do animation. Well, he does a little bit. But she saved a ton of it, and they're really funny to look at. 
They're on my Instagram. She saved they, them. She saved a lot of them. That's nice. It stacks. I mean, they're and the funny. You know the funniest fucking thing. So much of it is current now. It's like Iron Man, Captain America. The it says of it's it's really funny what we were drawing. A lot of Star Wars. It's on your Instagram. I put a bunch up when when the new Star Wars came out a while back. That Force Awakens. I'd found. I'd happened to go home and my mom was like, "Look what I found," and we put them. Yeah, if you go to my Instagram, it's funny. I shut. I I quit Instagram too, which I found really nice. And I just rejoined it to promote the thing the other day. Oh. <laughs> but I sort of like, I don't like checking it all the time. Are you on social media a lot? No. No. I, I kind of hate social media, but I also feel like I'm, I'm dumb if I don't do it. Like it's bad for me to not That's do it. That's how people communicate these days. Kind of, yeah. Like everyone's like, you don't have Instagram. You're crazy. It's so bad for your career. I'm like, I don't know if it's helping my career at all. <laughs> Seems like it's just posting fucking, you know, being in vain and being like, look at me. I'm having such a fun time. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's RISD like? RISD was awesome, man. I mean, it was a bit of a culture shock for me because I'm from New Hampshire. I mean, both my parents are public school teachers. I'm very, you know, normal, I thought. And then when I got there, you know, it's a pretty fancy place. I mean, it was a lot of, you know, rich kids and, um, you know, it was a little, freshman year was a culture shock a little bit for me. But then I, but then I loved it and everyone there was great. School. So you were uh, a child of public school teachers. How'd you uh, afford RISD? Scholarships, and they just saved. I think they really knew. Yeah, they were Saw really cool. Talent. I think they were like, he, you know, he has a talent. We have to. The funny thing is, <laughs> this is so sad. You know, you know, I don't know how they even how we knew about. I think my dad's friend told him about RISD, and then my art teacher in high school told us about it. And uh, I remember, like, you know, your parents think, you know, you're going to go to one of the biggest top art schools and then you go there and then you see the shit people make it's kind of like like you know like like at the, you know when they see like abstracts of the museum my you know my mom says like i i can't believe some of that stuff's hanging up there i mean it's just scribbles <laughs> how did you <laughs> feel about it i kind of agree with her sometimes i don't know i i think i think some of that stuff i mean i get like modernist stuff but i don't know i think there's i think i mean i kind of think i mean i shouldn't say this here but I think a lot of artists fucking bullshit. I mean, I think especially in your New York, these galleries, I mean, it's money. It's basically a big club of rich people making money. You know, art is the one thing you don't need a bill of sale to sell. Like I have a really smart art friend because a lot of my friends actually do art, like, you know, real fine art. Art, you know, like if you sell a car or a house or certain things, you know, big money items, you need a bill of sale. You don't need a bill of sale or like a record for art. It's not legally you don't. Is that to track like taxes? I think it's some shady thing that they just somehow kept shady forever. Like, I don't think, because I think my, how do I say this? When you're, I remember thinking this in school and in high school, because you think like, how does something get recognized as art or it's going to be big? And you're yeah. like, well, it must be the best thing. Yeah. But who decides who's the best thing? And you start, then you say, oh, I don't know. Because you know, when you're naive, you just think the world works how it's supposed to work. And then you realize, no, the world is just people making things work. I don't know how to say it, but I mean, again, like when I go to a lot of these galleries, it's just so political. It's, and you could say the same thing about this. I mean, some people might be like, oh, you know, they love him. They give him whatever show he wants. But, you know, I don't know how the world works. But the the arts, the art thing just gets weird because I think the other thing is with a show, a lot, again, a lot of my friends do art. That's why I'm saying this. But with the show, you know, you can say it's your art and there's some level of, yes, this is art I make. But at the same time, it's a commodity. You're getting paid to do it. You take notes. It becomes the net property of the network it's a commodity it's not art art is when you really make whatever you want with zero 
you, know, you make a short film like bar fight you could say is art because no one gave me any rules or notes you know yeah but um you know and you start seeing like uh, you know when i got here you go to all the openings and everyone's going to the openings and then people are kind of jockeying to get in with the gallery because they really oh, i got a show there and people are kind of you're kind of selling yourself and branding yourself whereas i might sell myself as he's christy the crazy guy that makes super jail but an artist you're being like i'm christy caracas uh, the artist and I, there's something strange because i'd see people they kind of not be themselves, but then w- when we're out of the gallery, everything, everything's normal again. I was like, kind of acting weird in there, but uh, I don't know. It just seemed weird to see it. So I, I don't know. I, people, I hope. Do you feel like you're an artist? I don't know. I mean, I love doing. I mean, we're, I mean, I love going to these animation festivals like Ottawa Animation Festival, and I just was at Annecy and Glass. That's where. I mean, there's not again. There's not really a market for short films. There is a little market, like a festival circuit or something. And you guys show stuff like you and Dave, but. You know, that's what's funny about this world is stuff can't – a lot of stuff that can't exist if there's not a monetary thing, who's going to make it? Some yeah. weirdo that's going to make their films and be broke. I mean, that's an artist really and it's a – you know, you, there's a noble side to it I guess or something. But anyways, the – I mean, I love that kind of stuff. Can you be an artist and make money I guess is what you're I saying. Think, I think you can. I'm not trying to make any big statement. I don't even know how I got talking like this. I think older you get too, you just kind of go like – I don't know. Things just – you just see through a lot of the bullshit the older you get, you know? Have you made uh, shows for other networks besides Adult Swim? Not really. I mean, I mean I've mean, i done I, – I mean, when I started, when I met you, we did, uh, you know, uh, worked at MTV. I've never made another show. I've, made, I've worked on other shows. Like, I've boarded pil- – I mean, I did Cartoon Network. That's almost Adult Swim. <laughs> yeah. Still Turner. Mm-hmm. I mean, did some jobs for Nickelodeon. I did some music videos. Is your experience similar? It's all different. I mean, I think Adult Swim is great and it fit in because, you know, the tone and everything and who's there. But, well, Nickelode- Nickelodeon, oh, I'll say it, fuck it. Like, I, places like Nickelodeon kind of suck because they're so more corporate. You're getting notes from like a million people. And I think things kind of get stuck in a, what do you call it? Like a, circle of death yeah like I, I did a pilot there once i can't remember when i not a pilot it was it i didn't write it someone else wrote it and i storyboarded it right and i'm dealing with kind of one person but then i'm getting notes this list of notes from like three people through this person and you're kind of like well which what's known am i supposed to do what what is this thing supposed to be like who's the and sometimes maybe that works but i don't think it usually works and then the funny thing was i did the revisions i don't think i heard back from them for like four months it's like it takes you guys four months to decide if you what you even <laughs> think about that. Like it just nothing's gonna get made in that way. I mean, I guess something. I think though, with a big place like that, they want like a SpongeBob. They want a hit, so they they ha- probably have like twenty or thirty things like that, and they'll pick the one or two to maybe go with. So maybe that's how they do it. I don't know. So who do you admire? What other shows or, or, or creators or what do you like? I kind of, I mean, is it bad? I, I feel like I, I really like a lot of my friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I love, bad. what's that? It's not bad. Yeah. I mean, I love like, I love those Mr. Pickles dudes. I think they're amazing. I think they're really smart and funny and they're, and they're nice. You know, it's hard for me to, if I meet someone whose stuff I like and they're a dick, it's hard for me to like it anymore. I'm like a weird like that. That's happened to you, I guess. Has I'm it? not asking you to name names, but you've met people who you like their stuff. I don't know stuff. if it's really happened, but I think that's happened more with like maybe 
like music like bands or something like i used to be in a band you meet all these bands and they're like you know you meet some asshole they're like think they're so cool and you're like ah screw you i hate you can't listen to your music anymore are you in a band now no i wish been in a few bands me yeah yeah i, I miss it it's funny i love music why aren't you in a band now too old. I don't have to. I mean, I can't even hardly do the show. Let a God, this show. I mean, I, I sleep at the studio once a week. Why? It's too full. So much work. What's the work? What do you have to do? Like, what makes you have to stay there? Well, all at least, night? as you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't. Is this is this podcast for you or for Adult Swim? It's for Adult Swim. Oh, okay. Well, it's for me too. I mean, I well, don't I know. think that Adult. I, I wish for, the, I wish the you. budgets were slightly bigger at Adult Swim because yeah. I think sometimes I think the model of Adult Swim is probably kind of cheap you know cheap end of some of these things but i mean if you see Ballmasters and super jail i mean it's super fucking labor intensive that, that's what's funny about like super jail it looks like it would be easy because it looks kind of like it's drawn bad but it's so fucking hard to get that look in the computer I mean, we used to have to do this thing with with flash we used to have to do these tracebacks so the line weight is always the same and it's tons of just tracing and tracing and i mean it's pretty hand-drawn but yeah like with Ballmasters too like i mean in new york I hate to say this, but like, you know, there's so much great talent in New York, but because there's not as much work here, sometimes it's a little greener and it's just hard. It's just a lot of work. I mean, keeping on tabs, the boards to make sure it's funny. Like, like it's hard to find funny board artists in New York as opposed to LA because there's just so much more of that kind of show being made in LA. You know, I mean, I have great board artists right now, but sometimes it's just hard to, to find them or to. You know, it's hard to it's it's hard to kind of shape the thing into what you want it to be, too. You know. Why do you stay here in New York? I might leave soon. Why? I, I love New York. I can't leave, but New York's really changed. I mean, I've been here twenty years, but when I moved here, I know this is probably you know this is every city. I think I think this is some kind of strange. Again, I'm not smart, but like something's happened in the world that's not good right now. I mean, just money is just ruling everything. It's like I think I think because things are. The internet and everything's connected. Everyone knows about everything too quick, right? Yeah. So when rich people are like, hey, buy all this, buy these apartments here. It's a bargain. It's going to be the next big neighborhood. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. It's happening in every city. I mean, it's happening in LA. Everyone I know is like, you know, there's not cheap neighborhoods to live in anymore and make stuff. So like, if you're a young person and you want to make art or be in a band or something, where you got, you know, unless you're rich, where are you going to go to do it? So you're you're getting a lot of these things. It's just rich people doing everything. So you got to go to somewhere like Detroit or maybe a small... I really think this thing right now is people might need to go to like smaller cities or smaller places. Because I mean, in New York, I mean, I mean, you can, I think, probably find something. But I mean, it's harder and harder and harder just to... The cost of living versus what you can make is just getting so insane. Like, So where would you go? Well, I might go to LA because of the, the work is there and it pays better. But I've I've thought of going to Providence, Rhode Island. I love because I teach now at RISD. I teach animation and for winter session, but I love it. I love that city. It's like a lot of there's a music scene, there's art, there's good great Johnson and Wales is there, a cooking school, so there's great restaurants. And uh it's on the water, it's close to the beach. You feel like you have to be in a big city to do this? My worry is I'm gonna get bored in a I don't know though. Providence I love and have good friends there. And I think there's a good scene. I think it would be cool to make something, you know, just be part of something, make stuff happen there. But I think L.A. is where this industry is. So I'm kind of torn. Like, do I go where, you know, probably be good for my career to go to L.A. But I I love New York. It's going to be really hard to leave. But I, I find myself being bummed out about New York. And I don't I don't like being negative and complaining. But I'm often like, ah, you know, like, I mean, 
No, even right now by my house, I mean, there's so many condos going up. I'm like, oh, it's going to suck here in a year or two. So what's the pain? What's the uh, actual pain point? Is it the, the noise of the construction? No, Is it's it that you're going to get these douchey, bougie people and it's so expensive to live there. Like, I, I just think you should be able to have a relatively cheap rent if you live in a city. <laughs> and I want to live alone. I'm 44. I don't want a roommate. <laughs> God. I had a roommate up to like a couple of years yeah. ago. It's pathetic. Have you had good roommates? Yeah, they've all been great. You had some no bad roommates? Never. Are you the bad roommate? Yeah. <laughs> Christy, you come home like that loud again. I'm gonna get... What do they complain about you? What people... Okay, I'll be honest. I'm a great roommate. I'm so quiet. I'm so clean and I cook. I mean, I'm I'm a neat. You won't believe it. I'm a neat freak. I, 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 I vacuum like almost every day. I like it real clean because I feel calm. I think I have ADD and OCD and all that shit. But... I would when I used to drink, come home and be a little loud sometimes, not knowing it. Like banging pots and pans together. Not not being crazy with a party, but just kind of you know maybe stumbling in. <laughs> maybe this was not recent. This was a long time ago. Yeah. My my last roommate was a great dude, Edmund Hawkins. He he uh, he's a good dude. I met him on Super Jail season one, and then now he he went and he he was working on Saturday Night Live and the the. He works with John and Vernon a lot. Oh, those guys! I John and Vernon are, and Allison are really super smart, the smartest maybe, <laughs> some of the smartest. JJ, I love Villard. Yeah. Uh, Glazer, of course. Everybody, Dave and Dana, you. I love all the Adult Swim people. It's kind of amazing. How'd you get hooked up with Adult Swim? Dave Hughes showed him bar fight. Right. Right. <laughs> Dave Hughes. I knew that. I'm forgetting all these people I should admire. But again, I'm kind of, you know, it's nice when, I'll tell you, it's nice when you meet these people and they're nice, good people. I mean, it's nice, you know? Do you feel like you're making stuff that's permanent in the world? That's timeless? I'll tell you, I feel like I'm working on something that I think really animating this stuff is becoming just rarer and rarer and rarer. And I know there's always really good stuff. Like I saw, well, another guy, Gendy, I think is amazing. And I saw that new primal. I saw the pilot and the first episode of Nancy. It's fucking amazing. Fucking crazy. I loved it. But like, but that like France, like that go, is it Goblin? Goblins is a school. I always say the name wrong, but I mean, they're really good over there. I mean, that's some serious animation they're doing. And that new Looney Tunes I saw too. What's that like? Fucking great. But both of those are really, I mean, on this high end of like, I mean, I guess what I was saying before is I always think like no one's animating anymore. Those two things are crazy animated. Like I was, I was pretty blown away. I was, I was impressed. And primal, no dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. International timeless. I was jealous. You know, I pitched super jail, no dialogue. They said, no way. What was the idea? I just, I just thought I would just I was like let's try to do it where it was because you know how bar fight there's no talking do this show with no talking where you kind of would have to not figure it out but there'd still be a story but no talking I think I was not confident about writing back then which I still am not but uh, they said no and I was like well can just the jackknife parts be no talking and that's why those don't have talking because I like I like cartoons and I like animation one of the reasons I do like it also is that you know anyone can watch it if i watch some weird do you remember that old i think it's italian you see that thing la linea and there's like a line and this guy's like he's like yelling like anyone can watch that and laugh and get it because it's there's no language you know so it's cool you and know it's not said in time yeah so it can be yeah 50 years old or yeah i like that i like that too and you said like i like stuff where you you're like i can't tell if this is new or old but it's cool you know do you write your stuff 
Yeah, I mean, we have a writer's team, but... How do you find people to work to write for you? It's fucking hard, but... Um, well, two of the... one ad, How did I meet Adam? So, okay, I'll tell you a funny one. When we were working on... I took a break between season one and two of Super Jail to do this Cartoon Network show. And it was at the studio that was making Venture Brothers. And Chris McCulloch, who was kind of... You know, I think he was our writing... I think he was our script supervisor for season two, three, and four. No, two, just two. I can't remember. But anyways, Chris was like, hey, there's this guy, Adam, that works in the show, and he, he really likes your show. He wants to write on it, and I think he kind of gets it. And we, we had a really hard time finding people to write Super Jail scripts because they just kind of didn't get it. Like, And I'm not saying it's hard. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't mean it like they were bad writers at all, but I don't know. There was just a weird balance of how to do the visual and the and the situations or something. I don't know. It was just really hard. But this guy... You know, I read the thing. I read the outlines. I'm like, these are perfect. They're great. Totally gets the show. 100%. So he wrote on it. And then Adam writes on Ballmasters too now. And then for Ballmasters, two of the writers I went to school with, they're more live action, you know, guys, but they both like anime and like, like, uh, you know, cartoons. Andrew Royland and uh, this guy, Ben Coccio. Ben wrote that movie Between the Pines, the the Ryan Gosling movie. And I write cartoons too, also. And then uh, Scotty Landis. He wrote with the Workaholics guys. He wrote on season one, but he was too busy because he he had the, he made he wrote that movie Ma that just came out. But they were all but they all were just funny and like cartoons. And the writers' room again. I've never been in a real writers' room. I guess we do our version of it. But I I would always lo- I would love to sit in one of the writers' rooms for any of these shows like Rick and Morty or your guys' shows or whatever because like it's fun. You know, we just shoot ideas around and she try to think of a funny thing and hit the beats. I don't know, but it's hard. 11 minutes is hard. You know, it's so quick. Do you like the 11 minute format? I love it, but I, 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 with Ballmasters, I would like to try 22, but they didn't want me to, but I, I found that we were, we were squeezing too much in and I, I thought we could, I think we could do a better job with a and B stories and stuff, but I will say at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of nervous cause I would hate to make that switch and have it be boring. Cause I know some other shows had done that. And I'd be like, oh, I liked it better when it was 11. Metalocalypse did that. I kind of like the 11s better, personally. But 11s nice. It's like you watch it. It's fun. No breaks. Yeah, and and it, it's quick. It's funny that Primal was 22, and it went by so fast. I was, like, fast. I was like, wow. You saw it, right? Yeah. Have you seen? I've only seen one. He said they get crazier. I thought it was amazing. I, I really was blown away. I mean, yeah. it was fucking awesome. I mean, it was it was exciting. It's exciting to be excited again. Because it's like, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but like, one thing about animation, you know, I love, I like stuff that's like talking heads. Like I love, I mean, I miss Aqua Teen like crazy, to be honest. And I love those kind of shows, but to see something so visual with no talking, that's awesome. I mean, it's like, you know, well, we've come full circle. We're talking about modernist painting. You know, that's what animation is. is. What old uh, cartoons do you like? Like Looney Tunes, I like. I love old Sesame Street cartoons, like those. You know those weird things where it's like M, and it's just like some M. And there's one where it's like it's. I think it's like the Hubleys maybe or so. It's like don't bring an M to dinner. Have you seen that one? He's like, uh-uh. there's this. There's it's. They're real budget. Like they're black and white with like one or two colors. And it's like this M, and it's going mmm mmm, and it's like eating everything. And the guy's like, I've never seen such a greedy M, and it's like really like mmm. It's doing something like I will never. He's like. Never invite an M to dinner. It's it's really weird. It's on YouTube. It's funny. Have you thought about making a kid show? Yeah, always. 
I mean, in a way, Super Jail to take out the violence looks like a... Because I love Dr. Seuss. I mean, I grew up Maurice Sendak reading a lot of kids' books. I love those kind of, again, the big books with big visuals. I think that's sort of maybe influenced me. I don't know. No, I've really been trying to find... I'd love to do a kid's show. I just haven't come up with a good idea yet. But it's weird because I feel like sometimes like... I don't want to say there isn't a place for that in the modern world, but people want to see something like trolls world tour, you know, like, like my, you know, I have niece and nephew and like my nephew, like he, I mean, I love him, but like this, they'll just watch fucking anything. And it can just be like the chipmunks or some shit. And you're like, Oh my God. Like the old chipmunks are funny, but like, Hey Dave, you know, do something, this yeah. stupid thing where you're like surfing or something. And you're just like, this is so stupid. I hate it. I hate that kind of new kid stuff. <laughs> fucking trolls you watch with uh, your niece and nephew and you get irritated i try to be open-minded like i like you know i i strange i i like the minions i i actually liked the minions movies but even though it's like there's this level of how do i say it the modern humor like you know it's supposed to be for everyone but it's like a little it's all cool like it's always like hey we're cool i don't know how to say it but like it's like poochie from simpsons or something like it's it's cool, but when you watch older stuff, it, there's a charming pureness that's not – it doesn't seem to be in new stuff. Does that make sense? It's, it's kind of trying hard to be something instead of being itself. I don't know. Like, like they always want, like, the, vo- the, the famous voice actor to be recognized. Like, it's like they want you to know it's that person. How do you feel about casting celebrities as voice actors? Is that important? I'll tell you. This is a weird thing. Like – I think it's important for a show to have ratings and the network and stuff, but I kind of don't love it because of that exact reason. Like I think in, again, animation, like when you think of some show, like not arch, I'm trying to think like, but like when you think of like a cart, when people say animation now, especially stuff like say on Fox or something like that, it's always like, you know, starring this person and this person. And they just like, you know, that show like animals on HBO, it'll just be like these crappy drawings that hardly animated. Then it's like, Hey, it's when I say the comedian, you know their voice. It's just so that it's more about the comedians. It's not about the animation. And it's not bad. That stuff can be funny. But like like I I want to hear like I want to hear a voice where I don't even know who the actor is. It's like like when you think of a, a a cartoon character, like you would think of Fred Flintstone's voice or Homer Simpson's voice. And I even with us like they were like when we had guest voices, they were like, "Oh, you should, you know, you get some, you know, guest stars for the get viewership and all i'm like yeah i get it but like you want that you want to make a character and they have a, a voice not it's like i'm trying to think of a who to say is a famous person but like who's like a big like okay like like ali wong is really hot right now right so it's like you know starring ali wong and it's like this sassy robot or something like but but it's like it's not like a character that's made up it's just that person doing them and i'm sure it's super funny nothing against her i think she's actually really funny but like you know what I mean? It's sort of built-in conflict because you're yeah, they're I, selling you on an existing character, mm-hmm. but you're supposed to like the new character that they're playing. Or like a like a again, like I love Amy Poehler, like she's awesome. But like when you watch, actually, I really like what was that one? Inside Out. I mean, I really like that movie, and she, her voice is actually awesome. But it's still, it's her. It's not like I'm making a new kind of weird voice because like they don't want to not they don't want you to not know it's not her. Yeah, it isn't her. You know what I mean? Because we use we use a lot of, like I use a lot of voices a lot that aren't maybe they're you know them if you know you know the animation world but that are amazing you know like Eric do you know Eric Bowser 
Like he's this amazing voice. He's doing all the Looney Tunes, a lot of the Looney Tunes voices. He does like some voices in Ballmasters. And he's this guy can do any voice. He's like a he's like a modern, you know, he lives in LA. He's a professional voice guy. I think he does voices on Ninja Turtle. He does all these shows, but I mean, you meet this dude and he can do any voice. It's it's impressive. I mean, it's it's pretty wild. Turn, uh, turn the listeners on to something. Jeez, I don't know. I've been, I've been obsessed. I don't think there's, I don't know if there's anything I'm going to know that they don't know about. I've been obsessed with True Detective lately. I, I watched season three and I've been rewatching. I think we talked about that already. Um, well, you know what's rad? Did you ever see the Russian Winnie the Poohs? No. There's these Russian Winnie the Poohs because you know Russia and Europe, you know, Eastern Europe has a lot of rich, you know, history of animation. They're really cool. They're really cute. They look like folk art. They're they're fucking crazy. And Winnie the Pooh kind of I mean, I don't even they're not subtitled, they're just in Russian, but they're they're fun to watch. I they're on YouTube. I like watching those. I'm really into I love I love Ty Seagal. Ty Siegel. I never know how to say his name. You know that guy? Yeah. I don't know how to say it either. I met him and he was a super jail fan. Oh no. My way. friend knows him. He goes, This Christy he goes, dude, I love Super Jail. And I was like, dude, I love your shit. I, I like that guy. I think his that guy's like crazy. Always coming out with new stuff. Uh, I'll turn you on to something. I don't know. You know, it's funny. I, I, I'm i so busy when I'm in production that when I go home, all I want to do is either like cook, sleep, or just like detach kind of. Yeah. Make that spinach berry egg salad. Yeah. What are you going to do today? I think I'm making fondue tonight with my friend. <laughs> what's uh, what's next? Uh, are you going to leave here and go to work? Yes. What do you have to do today? I have to work on the show I can't talk about that's happening. <laughs> what, uh, like specifically, what does that mean today for you? Today we're trying to lock an animatic for an episode. I still haven't finished the mix. I might go over there and finish the mix. We're eight minutes into an 11-minute um, episode. What does that mean to lock an animatic? Lock an animatic is so when you make the storyboards, we, we go straight to animatic, which means we time the drawings. And we have, you know, the voice, the radio play is in there, meaning the characters are talking and, you know, we want to lock it, like get it to time. And when it's locked, um, the production numbers all the scenes so they can assign assign the scenes to background design, character layout, animation. Because we can't really assign everything until it's locked because they need to um, – the way they have to number everything and keep every, – there's like, there's like these programs that keep – how do I say it? Like the progress of the production so we don't go over budget or over schedule. So we can look at a thing and say, okay, we're t- we've got we've – got, uh, there's 25 more backgrounds that need to be done before they can go to layout or, or something. Or, or there's, you know, this much of it is animated. We need to finish it and deliver it. So that's today. Yeah. And, and, and we're actually, I think, I think I'm a schedule wise. We're behind, but I know we're going to catch up, but I, I think I'm going to work this weekend to catch up. It's just, it's so, I mean, again, I'm not complaining. It's the funnest job I ever did, but it's a lot of work. And the older I get, it's getting harder. I, I won't. I hate to say that. I have a lot of energy, but Jesus, I used to have more energy. Been working hard. <laughs> yeah, making great stuff. I'll tell you this new this new thing is coming out really good. I got to say, every, and I got to say, it's not the crew is amazing. Titmouse has been amazing. Uh, Don't swim's been amazing. I mean, dude. I mean, Lazo and Walter, all good notes. When will we see this new thing? That we don't know about. I have no idea. I think maybe the fall, maybe October. We're, we're done in October, so maybe by the fall. <laughs> I, 
I think they might be announcing it. I heard a rumor in July at some anime expo. A rumor, though. That's a rumor. Maybe they'll hear it on this podcast. And they didn't tell me. I heard it through someone else. So that was kind of thanks, Adult Swim. Just kidding. I heard it. I heard it through Ben through Tim Mouse. Does the network drive you nuts sometimes? No, I gotta say, I love this network. I, 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 I love, I love, I love working here. It's cool. It's very cool. A lot of, it's pretty cool. When you tell people you work for at Adult Swim, they go, "Don't swim." They really get psyched, especially young people. So I feel young, you know. Yeah. Old people don't know what it is. They go, "Adult Swim." What's that? It's like a porn channel. <laughs> yeah. I go, you know, Cartoon Network. It's Cartoon Network at night. <laughs> they go, oh, I know that. It's nice to have to explain everything all the time. I can't tell that. That means you're cool. If you know, if they knew what it was, it wouldn't be cool, right? Yeah. Christy Caracas, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Music from this episode, a song called Living in America, from the album Sun Bronze Greek Gods by Dom. Be sure to visit adultswim.com slash podcast for links to some of the things Christy and I were just talking about. We'd love to hear from you, adultswimpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Christy Caracas 